Hi, this is Scott Burns. And this is Tony Burns with Love in America. Coming to you from the crooked little house in Deadwood, South Dakota. What's going on in South Dakota? Well, <laughs> it's funny you should ask because funny. the news just never stops in South Dakota. <laughs> so this is what's currently happening in South Dakota. And if you like this, fair warning, we might do it again. <laughs> okay, do tell. Secretary of State Chantel Krebs is reminding South Dakota residents to register to vote before the deadline for the June 5th primary election. Okay. Republican primary voters will be choosing candidates for offices, including governor in the U.S. House. Democrats seeking those two offices don't face primary opponents because both of South Dakota's Democrats are already running for different offices. <laughs> <laughs> In this week's most egregious use of short-sighted double entendre by a small newspaper... Oh, dear. Sturgis Gun Range draws fire from opponents. Oh, no. <laughs> Sturgis gun owners Tammy and Justin Bone are in early planning for a gun range near mm -hmm. the veterinary clinic and the big fluorescent cross just over the edge of the city oh, limits in yes, Sturgis. Yes, A testament to freedom in South Dakota... Meade County has no zoning regulations. Oh. And so there's no need for a permit, environmental studies, a note from your mother, or anything else oh before goodness. you do this. Being neighborly, though, the Bones and landowner Kathy Martell took it upon themselves to speak with the county first about sound abatement, lead yep. containment, public safety, and so forth, because they sort of thought this through. Yeah, there's, yeah <laughs> they're sort of being responsible. Right. Well, in response, one concerned reactionary, um, I mean citizen, <laughs> Admitting that he'd not spoken with the owners, the county, or anyone else with better sense and a Google connection, <laughs> <laughs> determined on his own that the area would be used to fire sniper rifles from a thousand meters toward Interstate 90. What? <laughs> Commissioners said that wasn't likely, considering what a poor business strategy that would be, <laughs> and acknowledged public concerns while reiterating they really don't have a say in it one way or the other. Right, right. They do, however, promise to accept public feedback and look into just how big a meter is for future reference. <laughs> The Pierre Capital Journal reports uh -huh. in a headline, Tristan Thompson moves back in with Khloe Kardashian, to which what? folks in the Black Hills collectively asked, who the hell are these people? <laughs> <laughs> what are they doing in my newspaper when the Watertown Applebee's has a new owner and the Spearfish exit 14 ribbon ceremonies coming up? Exactly. Come on, priorities in journalism, people. <laughs> Deadwood man arrested for sixth DUI. Oh. Gusty, now I've changed his name because this dude's got it pretty hard already. So. Yeah. Gusty, 36, of Deadwood, allegedly pulled out of the first gold parking lot onto U.S. Highway 14 recently, mm -hmm. narrowly avoiding sideswiping the front passenger side of Deputy David Riley's oh, westbound no. patrol vehicle. Oh, no. Deputy David followed the man as he careened his way to the broken boot parking lot where Gusty was invited to find his nose with a finger. Some, <laughs> something most toddlers and a few politicians can do effortlessly. <laughs> Gusty failed, apparently blowing a .239 blood alcohol content, Ooh. making it pretty hard to find or feel one's face. <laughs> This being his sixth conviction, Gusty will be helping demonstrate the city's new historical gallows recreation sponsored by the Allied Insurance Company. And finally, no, no dogs in lead. What? Oh, I did read about this one. Lead officials recently realized that in passing City Ordinance 91.001, prohibiting the ownership of exotic animals within city limits, they had included the entire Canada family. 
outlawing the keeping of any coyote, fox, jackal, wolf, wild dog, or domestic or dog. Or domestic dog. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it has been technically illegal to own a dog in lead for the past three years. Huh. No one noticed right away, in keeping with the much beloved South Dakota tradition of ignoring regulations and, <laughs> and anybody who creates them. <laughs> the prohibition also overlooked oh, no. two facts. Okay. Uh, one, the South Dakota state animal is the coyote. Oh, no. That's right. <laughs> in honor of Deadwood's Tootsie, Tootsie, who was a pet and a one-time national celebrity. Tootsie. And two, just because they can wear cute Halloween costumes and play Frisbee does not make a dog exotic. <laughs> Commissioners will meet soon to amend the ordinance and bring it in line with common sense, to which we can only say, good boy. (laughs) (laughs) That's it from the news from South Dakota, the place that we love, which is why we include it in a podcast about love. (laughs) What else we got coming up today? I don't know. I'm so lost after that one. Well, we're taking a trip to Stonington. To interview one of the most exotic tractor pull drivers you've ever met in your life. Yes, she is. <laughs> so so this week's Love and History is a bit of a smackdown, I understand. Yes, it is. From uh, Michael Sean Hickenbottom and Rebecca Searcy. Otherwise known as? Sean Michaels. <laughs> and Whisper. All that and more on this episode of Love in America. Love in America is brought to you by you. you. <laughs> Ours is a shared labor of love existing through the support of patrons like you. You can help keep the love strong and these podcasts coming through supporting Love in America on Patreon. That would be www.patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com slash loveinamerica. Whoa, oh, oh, when there's love, love, love in the air, you see people making faces like they just don't... So where are we going? Well, it's where, <laughs> we don't know where we're going exactly. We but know we where know we we've were. been. I like it. <laughs> and I we like were, it. year before last, mm-hmm. in North Stonington, Connecticut. Yep. Connecticut is one of the prettiest places that we've... Oh, we were beautiful. staying in Mystic. Uh-huh. And just by some bizarre chance, the time that we were there, they had the North Stonington... It was like a county fair. It was like a county yeah. fair. It was almost like an ag uh-huh. fair. Yep. Include, and this is how you know it's a county fair and not like a like a city or 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 a fancy fair. A fancy fair. <laughs> <laughs> they had tractor pulls. They did. <laughs> yeah, a tractor show. We had to na- navigate the bikes through a pasture to get mm-hmm. them to park, and it yep. was nice enough for them to put up signs that reminded people, "This is a pasture. Uh-huh. Watch, where watch where you're going. Watch where you're walking. Or riding. In or this riding. Case. And we made it in past uh, the tractor displays. And mm-hmm. and uh, various uh, booths and stuff that you know the usual things you'd see set up at a county fair. Yeah, yeah. And to the tractor pole in the the plaza area, I guess yes. you'd call it, yeah, where yeah. they'd shoveled off the pasture. <laughs> <laughs> and we ran into Kathy, who was an unusual and extraordinary woman. <laughs> she was wearing a very red tank top, and a cowboy hat and straw cowboy hat, and she was dripping with gold and jewels. And a and big smile. rings and the biggest <laughs> smile. you had, And she was one of the tractor pullers. She was. Well, she was driving <laughs> well, a tractor. Oh, yeah, she and didn't and the tractor was pulling things. Yes. Although she looked like she could probably handle it. She could probably it. handle it, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't piss her off. <laughs> I wouldn't either. <laughs> probably takes a lot to do that with her, I though, would anyway. think so. She had an amazingly delightful sense of humor. One of the things when we were talking off camera is 
because uh, we were chatting about, you know, husbands and boyfriends uh-huh. and whatnot. And I asked her if her husband slash boyfriend was around. And she said sometimes he comes to these things with me and sometimes not. And uh, and I asked her how long they'd been together. And she said it was several decades. And, and I went, so that's pretty cool. And she goes, well, it's kind of like having an old dog. They smell funny. And they don't do much, but you love them anyway. <laughs> but it's a good thing she found one she could keep because yes. uh, she's not really that impressed with the things she hears from uh, other fellas. No, not at all. <laughs> not at all. Your husband lets you drive that Viper that I own? <laughs> that I love that. <laughs> and she's had some time to set up that sort of perfect relationship mm-hmm. with, with her old dog fella. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we asked her, her you know, what, yeah, her hound dog. <laughs> Describe the ideal, you know, whether it's with your hound dog or for anybody else, you know, what does that ideal relationship look like? Yeah. It's internal. <laughs> okay. What do you Every, mean by that? Everybody's different. Okay. See, I'm, I'm, I'm in a very relaxed type of living and I, uh, I'm almost eccentric and almost <laughs> almost eccentric <laughs> but still giving it some great almost. thought because uh, you know aside from offering advice we asked her well you know for you personally right. what, what does that look like yes yes for me mm-hmm. we can only do for you <laughs> you only got one life to live so you better get along Alrighty. what does it take to get along Again, harmony, peace, love, happiness, you know, anger is not part of the picture. And so normally we ask the happily ever after question first, but we're going to actually end with the beginning because that's really <laughs> appropriate for this woman. She, she really didn't have this sort of temporal flow. It yeah. kind of all came out at once. Yeah. You know? Time, time's irrelevant when you're Kathy. It, apparently, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so do you believe that there is such a thing as happily ever after? Uh, yes, there is. Alrighty. How yes. Do you, how do you know that someone has found that? Uh, well, I truly believe that uh, there is no like heaven. Mm-hmm. I'm not religious, and I don't. And I don't believe that there's a hell. I think that's something that over the years that was developed culturally and religiously. Mm-hmm. But I do believe that our soul is the size of a cell, human cell, attached to a pituitary gland, mm-hmm. which is the master gland of the body. Mm-hmm. And when you die, that cell goes to a star. Okay. And that's total relaxation and happiness. Okay. okay. So be careful if you ever have to have your pituitary gland removed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you soulless creature. You soulless <laughs> creature. She really was delightful. Absolutely. Oh my gosh. I very much enjoyed talking yep. to her. We are going to make sure when we're through Connecticut again, Absolutely. we hit every tractor pole we can find. And Until we can find Kathy. Kathy again. <laughs> and after now that we're leaving Connecticut, we're going to take a quick break and we will be right back with a smackdown of love. Ooh, sounds rough. (laughs) That does sound rough. (laughs) 
So anybody who's a wrestling fan out there instantly recognize uh-huh. that that's the lead song or the lead-in song. I guess, what do you call it? The walk-in song? The theme music? Theme music uh-huh. for Shawn Michaels, uh-huh. also known as the Heartbreak Kid. Yep. Um, you know I'm not a big wrestling fan, so feel free to throw in well, some wrestling Well, I haven't been in years, stuff. but I was from the time During Shawn Michaels time, came yeah. out with his friend Marty Jannetty mm-hmm. in the old AWA, and they were the rockers. Yep, yep. He started wrestling in 1988. And he was actually with WWF, which became WWE, all the way until he retired in 2010. Since the age of 12, he wanted to be a professional wrestler. And he performed a wrestling routine in an, in his high school's talent show. Awesome. Complete with fake blood. Awesome. <laughs> Well, you know, when you're 15, you can't be blading on the corner. That's there, true. So. That's true. So that was um, so his earliest start was actually in high school, apparently. That's awesome. I didn't know that. We had a high school wrestler in our past. Yes, our we did. Pro- captain of our football team yes, we went did. on to become Doctor Death Steve Williams. <laughs> Shawn Michaels actually met his wife through wrestling. Really? And that sounds like also... it could be real interesting, doesn't it? <laughs> And it didn't stop there. Now, now was she a wrestler? No, she wasn't. She was one of the Nitro Girls. Oh, she was. She okay. wasn't even gotcha. in the same, what do they call Nitro Girls with WCW. WCW uh-huh. in the same company, whatever. Company, yeah. yeah, it's really more. Yeah, because WCW was owned by Ted Turner. Yes, yes. And, of course, uh, Vince, Mc, the McMahon family mm-hmm. owns WWFE. Whatever it, Whatever it is now, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but he act, he used to switch channels between w, uh, WCW and, and other different right. wrestling entities. Well, to, because you know everybody in the business. That was exactly it, yeah. to keep up with his friends uh-huh. and also to see what other wrestlers were doing because sometimes they would cross paths. Somebody mm-hmm. would go from one conference to another one. And he saw Rebecca or... Well, I was going to say, and apparently to watch the Nitro Girls. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, she was called... Her, her moniker was Whisper. 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 And okay. she ended all of her dance shows by putting her finger to her lips, like uh-huh. to. Uh-huh. So yeah, so that's how she got whisper. But sexy, sexy, <laughs> another sexy boy, but not a boy. Um, yeah, it's a little different. <laughs> but he first saw her in 1998 when he was switching back and forth, and he said, and she'd only been doing this. You mean he was going back and forth between WCW? Yes, WWE. yes, on yeah. the TV. Yeah. Yes, uh-huh. and she, he said that she was the most beautiful, sexiest woman he'd ever seen. Wow. From then on, he was watching every episode of Nitro just to uh-huh. see her. <laughs> well, a good friend of his, Rich Minzer, Rich, shout out, because he's the one that actually ended up getting them together. Okay. Is he, Michaels had told Rich Minzer that he had this terrible crush on this this Nitro girl. I mean, I'm sure he got Who teased for Rich it. Who was Rich Minzer? He was actually, he worked at a, at a gym that Sean frequented in California, and they were in town, and Sean basically said... You think you can get her number for <laughs> Would you give her this note? It is so cute. It was like total high school. Would you check check yes or no? It was so me? cute. So so he did. He actually got her number and kind of talked up Sean. She didn't know who he was because uh-huh. they weren't in the same conference, and she didn't follow wrestling. Uh-huh. She was a dancer, so she didn't really follow he's wrestling. He's not a dancer so he much. He is not a dancer so much. In fact, he said those the dance moves. What well, he's a, he's as good of a dancer for as long as it takes him to get from the entrance into the ring at his song. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's. That's it. (laughs) 
So he did get her number, um, gave it to Sean after talking Sean up to her, and Sean never called her. Really? He was, was he just shy? He was shy. He was afraid that she'd think he was a stalker because she didn't know he'd been watching her for uh-huh. a year, but he knew it. Well, she probably got lots of notes passed. I'm her, I sure think. she did, but she she even said, "Well, we'll we'll see what happens." Well, apparently she called Rich. He'd gotten a voicemail from her saying that she was disappointed because she hadn't heard from Michaels, and oh well, I guess it's just not meant to be. Well, that's like you know, poop or get off the pot, like uh-huh. your, like your dad always says. So he did finally give her a call. That first night, they ended up talking for hours. And they continued to call each other every single night for two weeks, talking until early in the morning. Um, And then they would email each other back and forth Uh during the day. He calls it, it was puppy love run amok. (laughs) So finally, after weeks of this, Rebecca agreed to fly from Atlanta, Georgia, to see him in San Antonio, Texas, which is where he, he grew up. That's where he lived. And he said, surprisingly, for someone who stay, who played a dancer on television, she was humble and didn't carry herself like the unbelievably beautiful woman she was. So That speaks well for her family. It does indeed. And of course, being the classy guy he is, he took her to Denny's. Okay. <laughs> But she loved it. Well, you may be up all night talking. Exactly. You need some place that's going to be open yep, 24 hours. Coming. Exactly. <laughs> so, so a little while later, they saw each other again when she was doing a photo shoot. And he was driving her back to the airport. After he dropped her off, he started thinking, oh, my gosh, I'm letting her get on that plane. This is the woman I'm going to marry. So just like in the movies, he ran through the airport to catch up to her, tell her how he felt, and ask her to marry him. She awesome. did. And she said yes. She so, married him right there? Uh, no. No, but close, (laughs) close. They got married in Vegas two weeks later. So they'd known each other less than four weeks and they got married. (laughs) And it's been how long now? 19 years and very much happily married too. It's a good start. It is a good start. It's a really good start. So they were actually married in Graceland Wedding Chapel in Las Vegas, Nevada. The only other person there was the Elvis impersonator. Was it Jim Colley? I don't think it was there Jim. But are wouldn't that no, be cool? There are no other wouldn't Elvis that impersonators. Be cool? <laughs> so much of their lives really, truly seemed to be blessed. Six weeks after they got married, she found out she was pregnant. And she quit the Nitro Girls. She had to negotiate to do it mm-hmm. because they basically said, we'll let you out of your contract, but you can't work for anyone else for the next five years. She didn't five have... Five years? She didn't wow. intend to work for anybody ever. She uh-huh. wanted to stay home and have kids and raise a family. Well, you got that a was sexy her goal. boy and your life's laid out. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Well, but as you know, anybody that follows wrestling, Heartbreak Kid had his issues. Right. He had an extremely bad back injury. It, it, I think it was 1998 mm-hmm. with The I Undertaker. Yep. And it, it did. It, it crushed two of his vertebrae, and he was in agony. That um, was a bad year for injuries. I think that was the year Steve Austin got his neck broken, right, too. Right, right. So um, he actually had to retire for a couple of years. He still did some, some promotionals. promotionals yeah. And he he was one of the... Color commentators. Yeah, he was yeah, one of the commentators. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah he's oh, got yeah. stuff to say. He's definitely got stuff to say. <laughs> Um, but I want to that, see him and Jerry Lawler and have a conversation. Uh, <laughs> but even before the back injury, he was a bit of a wild child mm-hmm. once he got into it's, wrestling. That's inherent in mm-hmm. the wrestling business. It is. It is. I mean, there's drugs. There's alcohol. He, he actually got suspended briefly because he tested for steroids. So there's... It's well, a, just the, the touring life is, uh-huh, is grueling. It's some grueling. Of those, some of those guys are on tour 50 weeks out mm-hmm, of the year. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you, you take something to go to bed.
bed, you take something to get up, you yep. take something to keep you going through, you know, and to get match through, after and match to get after through match. the pain mm-hmm. because there's very little time to recuperate in between, right. you know, while everybody knows that wrestling is, is fairly scripted and that's right. why they call it sports entertaining, it right. still is an, it's still an incredibly demanding athletic yes. event and yes. there's not a whole lot of time to recuperate no. and recover between matches. But you know, I got to give Sean major kudos when he injured his back in that wrestling match with The Undertaker, mm-hmm. he finished the match. Oh, of course. <laughs> So that's got to tell you something right there. Finishing a match with two crushed vertebrae this, and a bulging disc. The, it was pretty of, intense. Most of these are tough guys. <laughs> these are really tough guys. But because of that, he um, already kind of had that life of an addictive personality, mm-hmm. drinking and drugs and everything else. Even though Rebecca was pretty sedate. She was raised at Southern Baptist. And after their son was born, she became more and more involved in her church. Because of that back injury of his, he became addicted to pain pills on top of his other issues. And there was one day where his son Cameron was barely two years old. Their, their other daughter had not yet been born. And they had a weekly Friday night pizza and cookies night. Nice. Which is where they would gorge on pizza and cookies. Good and, family yeah, stuff. Yeah, absolutely. And watch movies. And then afterwards, he would he would read his son a good night story. And I think it's best to tell it in Sean's humbling words. You know, your bottom moment was, you know, mine was a very quiet moment, you know, on the couch with with my son when he was two years old and, you know, him crawling on me and and me being not in the the best of shape and him saying, Daddy's tired. And it was the realization that at such a young age, he was beginning to see who I was. And it just cut me to the quick. It it wasn't just exhaustion. No, was it pills? No, it was it was pills and, and alcohol. So in 2002, that that prompted him. He actually became a born again Christian. Um, Rebecca had been going to Bible study, and he had seen the calmness and change in her, and said, "I I got to do something with my life. Mm-hmm. You know, my my son can see." the man that I don't want to be. At that at that point in the bottom of an addictive mm-hmm. life, faith, any different faith, right. but finding something to believe in mm-hmm. to pull you out is is oftentimes the yeah. thing that, that draws people out and changes their lives. Well, and it did for him. That, that, that made such an amazing impact. Um, it became part of his identity. Even when he was Shawn Michaels on stage, because it really is in the ring, he still, once, he, once that happened, he started wearing like crosses right. on his shirt. Yep. He'd start praying. It wasn't an act for him. That this was part of who he was. It wasn't just some wrestling thing. Even today, they're heavily involved in their church and they do youth, youth programs. How cool would that be to do a youth program with Shawn Michaels? <laughs> Reverend Sexy Boy. <laughs> and the, he also hosts events on his ranch, which they ended up moving to after he officially retired in 2010. Mm-hmm. And to Rebecca, Cheyenne, and Cameron, baby's daddy's coming home. This is how we started, and this is how we're going to end. Ladies and gentlemen, the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, has left the building. So they went through what seemed on the surface as a blessed life, and then went through some real difficulties and tragedies, and then truly ended up with a blessed life. Once he became a dad, 
that changed so much for him. And even after he retired, a lot of people talk about his legacy, his wrestling right. legacy uh-huh. as Mr. WrestleMania and the Heartbreak Kid. And even now, you mention his name, people know who he is. Mm-hmm. But one of the things that he said in his book, Wrestling for My Life, is he said, my wrestling legacy is irrelevant. The legacy I'm working on is the one I am leaving with my children. My goal is very simple. One day when my body is in even worse shape than it is now, I want my kids to tell me, old man, you did us right. You gave us a good foundation. You taught us right and wrong. You did your best to give us direction. That's it. I can't dream of hearing my kids tell me more than that. That's beautiful. The biggest change for me, I think, is I live a life of gratitude and thankfulness now. A lot of guys that I used to party with uh, are no longer here. I was headed down the same road. It sounds melodramatic, but it's true. I'm amazed at the life that I've been given that I so unbelievably don't deserve. So I just wanted in because you know I love the factoids mm-hmm. with a couple little factoids about him. Okay. You ready? I'm ready. Um, did you know he appeared in Playgirl? That I did know. Yeah. Well, and there he... was some controversy over yes. that with him. because Well, he didn't know that Playgirl really isn't uh-huh. a female version of Playboy. <laughs> right. uh-huh. More than 50% of its readership are boys, uh-huh. are guys. And I'm sure he was just as sexy <laughs> oh. to the boys. And Yeah, and he got endless teasing from his fellow wrestlers over Yeah, that. they're not known for being gentle with one another. No, indeed. No, indeed. And just speaking of wrestling feuds, you mm. remember in uh, 2008, his feud with Chris Jericho? Oh, yeah. Did you know Chris Jericho actually punched mm-hmm. um, Rebecca in the face? It was an actual punch. Right. And both of them were just amazing about it because Jericho, well, Chris just felt like a heel because yeah, he's he a never, pretty decent guy. He too. is a decent guy and he never would have punched her for, and he goes, when it landed, he knew it landed. Uh-huh. It was not because she went one way and she should have gone the it's, other. It and happened it was, to several of the ladies over the years. Mm-hmm. Miss, Miss Elizabeth took yes, a Yes, Miss too. Elizabeth. Yeah. Um, he's also been in um, a couple of movies. Oh, it's too their, bad him and Roddy were never oh, in a film together. My God, that would have been hysterical. <laughs> that would have been awesome. He's also written two books, one of which I've read that I was quoting from, Wrestling for My Life, The Legend, The Reality, and The Faith of a WWE Superstar. And another one I haven't read, so I can't recommend it, but I bet it would be interesting, Heartbreak and Triumph, The Shawn Michaels Story. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah, if you want to catch up a little bit more on Sean, we got some books that we'll put up in our show notes. I do want to leave you with his actual name. Michael Sean Hickenbottom. And Rebecca's name is actually Rebecca Cersei Hickenbottom. <laughs> and their kids are Hickenbottoms. It's okay. amazing to come through with that kind of perspective after mm-hmm. the sort of life that, that yes. wrestling and, and being in that part of the entertainment world mm-hmm. offers. So kudos to both of them yes, for finding yes. some happiness at the end of that Yeah, rainbow. and stability and, mm-hmm. and all the things that they needed to, mm-hmm. to, to and, make and their and life you, fabulous. And to you for digging up such an unusual story. Yeah. I hadn't thought of going into the wrestling world. <laughs> for love. I did it for you because <laughs> I love <laughs> you. And love abounds and it will abound even more after we take this quick break. And we'll be right back to wrap things up on Love in America. <laughs> if you're loving what you're hearing on Love in America, nearly as much as Love in America is hearing that you're loving what you're hearing on Love in America. Keep in mind that you're hearing the edited versions of our full-length podcasts. If you'd like to hear the full story, including features like Loving the Dogs, news from around America, interviews with love songwriters, and the carefree banter that happens in between all this free-for-all, become a patron. 
You can find information on that at our website, www.loveinamerica.us. I'm a sexy boy. That song is going to be in my head forever now. Did you know he actually sung it? Well, he sort of. did the vocals, let's <laughs> he say. Did the vocals. He even admitted that when he said he was no dancer. He says, I'm no singer either. He said, what I heard when they first recorded that in my headphones and what finally came out uh-huh. were nothing alike. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Thank God for auto-tune. The guy that wrote that song actually wrote a bunch of the different yes. theme music. for, And there were some good songs there. You look at the game and, mm-hmm. and Raven's theme. And, yep, uh, yep. Man, um, there was Jim Steve, Johnson, uh, I think, was Snake, which was the song that Steve Austin always mm-hmm. came in on, was written by that guy. Yep. That's phenomenal. Yep. That's a, that, you know, there's all these weird niches in life. How'd you like to be the guy that writes the theme music for wrestlers? Yeah. And well, a good yeah, living at it, too. I was going to say, I think he made a really good living at it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it inspires me. I think we should become photographer, videographer, motorcycle writing, love story hunter, philosopher, hunter-gatherers. Or something. What? Yeah. <laughs> I got a headache. <laughs> I totally have a headache now. Yeah, that happens in love sometimes. <laughs> well, that was a really interesting path that yeah. we took through all of those tales and loving the dogs and loving wrestling and loving Deadwood. And, I know. And loving it all. Loving it all. The beauty's just out there. If you stop looking for it, just start enjoying it. Well, speaking of enjoying it, we're going to let you go to go enjoy it. And we will, too. I'm going to enjoy the editing? No, no, you're not going to enjoy the editing. I was talking not to you, my husband. Oh, I was oh, talking okay. to you who's listening. She's pointing towards a camera for those of you that can't see on the radio. <laughs> I'm going to let them go enjoy the uh-huh. rest of their day. And we're both pointing up now because you're number one in our books. Here at Love in America. Love in America.